Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resiliency. I'm Marcus Engel. And I'm Marvelene Engel. AKA The Hotness. And we're excited to be with you all today. We were, we were having some discussions about how to talk about what we uh, want to share this, this holiday season. And we, we did the typical questioning each other of what were your favorite childhood memories of the holidays and of Christmas? So what were yours? My favorite memories are definitely, you know, getting together from when I was a child, when we could get together with cousins and stuff, which we, we never lived near them. So it was always a treat. Big family, family. right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just being together and, you know, waking up Christmas morning. What was, what's your favorite memories of childhood? My favorite memories of childhood? (laughs) My favorite memories of childhood Christmas. Um, I definitely remember being in elementary school and granted, growing up in St. Louis, we got some winter weather, but we didn't always get a lot of winter weather. And it is by, uh, it's by no means guaranteed that a white Christmas is going to happen every year or maybe even every decade. But uh, I do remember being in elementary school, probably second or third grade, and waking up to Christmas morning and there's presents under the tree and then hearing one of my parents say, did you look outside? And we opened up the, the uh, curtains and the blinds at the, in the living room and oh my gosh, white snow everywhere to the tune of a couple of inches. And it really was uh, pretty magical to have that happen as a child. Well, I'm telling you, I never had a white Christmas. We were mostly in Florida or at least the South. And um, I, if, if it was white, it was sand. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely no snow. Uh, so I'm, I'm really kind of jealous. I still dream of a white Christmas and I feel like we need to have like music in the background. But tell me what your favorite gift as a kid was. Do you remember, have a favorite gift? Do you remember mm. or something that sticks out? The, the favorite gift that I probably remember was whenever I was in kindergarten or first grade and I got a train set. And I remember a train set for a little kid that age was was pretty spectacular. Is that, that the was, one that's still in your It's still in my basement? mom and dad's basement that my dad still, it's still uh, plays with. It still runs and everything. <laughs> dad still shows it off to some of the the kids from the community. So, yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite gifts. As it a kid. is spectacular. And yeah. I know you're... Your nieces and nephews have grown up sure. playing with it too. Sure. That's, that was pretty cool. Yeah, what I, about you? My, the biggest memory I have, and I'm sorry in advance, Mom, for telling this, but the <laughs> biggest memory I have, I was 16, so I was not little, but I had wanted a guitar. I had wanted a guitar. I wanted my own guitar. I wanted an ovation, which were super expensive. We couldn't have afforded that. Um, but Ovation made a, I'm going to say, like a knockoff guitar called mm-hmm. Applause. Mm-hmm. Ovation still applause, do. Right? Oh, they still make the Applause? The, well, there's, there's still the uh, Applause, which is like the knockoff version of an Ovation, yes. Okay. But only guitar nerds would really care about this <laughs> so, conversation. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> uh, but I wanted one so bad. And we wake up Christmas morning and we run under the tree and there's clearly no guitar. And... My sisters are opening their presents, and all I had, all I received was a package of underwear and a package of socks. 
and that was it. And I thought, I must have been a very bad girl this year, which I really wasn't. I was such a nerd. I was <clears throat> always, always a good kid. But, um, but I didn't say anything. It was just like rather internally devastating. And my introverted self didn't say anything. And my sisters are getting all this stuff. And um, I went all day thinking that was all I got. And when we got to my grandparents' house, my parent that night, my parents came out and said, oh, we forgot. And they truly had forgotten to tell me that I would get my present that night. And it was at my grandparents' house. And my dad came out playing the uh, applause that I promptly named Doc. And um, <laughs> Doc, not Duck, Doc. D-O-C, right. Yes. D-R, doctor. Um, and um, I... I was, of course, ecstatic, but I had spent a very sad Christmas that day. That is a very sad Christmas day. Sorry, Mom, for telling that you were forgetful. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, we still love that guitar. I still have it. All the kids play it. The In fact, it's probably sitting it. over there right now uh, in the corner. You know what? It, it's the other side. Oh, right? okay. It, it yeah. is. It's right there by the piano. We do. We play it. We love it. And I've had it since I was 16, which was a whole 10 years ago. Exactly. My gosh. <laughs> wow. 10 years ago. But <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a, that's one of those gifts that truly keeps on giving throughout the years. And it makes a know? great story about, you know, my but, childhood was so sad. They never remembered me. I don't know if your childhood is all that <laughs> it sad. Wasn't it wasn't just one sad Christmas <laughs> it day. It wasn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there are there do seem to be some pretty magical things that happen around the holidays and I, I i think back on that snowy christmas morning and um you know i think of other times when i i, I think of whenever you and i were in new york and oh. got to go to see saturday night live a, a live um airing of Saturday Night Live yes, and Rockefeller Center, Rockefeller Center and all of that. Which I don't recommend. It's super crowded. It is very, very, very but crowded. But definitely magical. Absolutely. And I think of all the years of getting gifts for the children and seeing their little faces light up. And um, that was always, you know, when you got it right, you know, you got that thing they wanted. Um, it was always fun. It, that was more fun in my mind than receiving it was um, was making other people super happy at Christmas. Yeah, it's in Christmas when you talk about gift giving that that I guess I like how we started with the idea that that um, gifts are given kind of like the wise men gave baby Jesus gifts. Um, but these days, gosh, I, the, the materialism of our, of our society, um, especially around the holidays gives me some pause for concern, but, um, it's true. but we do, we still, of course, anytime we give a gift, it is, it's, it's out of generosity. It's out of generosity. And I think that really generosity is the magic of Christmas. If we think about the the, the mm. spectacular things that have happened, it's usually because of the generosity of another person. And that's just what we call Christmas spirit or um, whatever you want to call it. The thing yeah. of it is, that ain't just at Christmas, right? That's right. not just at Christmas. The magic is all around us. Uh, if we are tuned in enough and paying enough attention to look at it. 
and if we're also open enough to consider things magic that may just be kind of fun may just be kind of fun too right it, it definitely is and you know and we're using the word magic metaphorically obviously but you know what makes christmas special will people get in the mood they run and grab we i know we do they're different families do grab a a person off the angel tree or you know you you find a family you don't know that you can do something for and the kids get all into it and and get to help do that and that's an amazing thing. That's a gift that we try to give our grandkids to try to get them in the idea of generosity. We specifically highlight this at Christmas time, but we really try to do this during the during the year too, is Absolutely. understanding that I think maybe this is how we balance that idea of our very materialistic uh, stuff-driven society is that that we are generous to others who don't have stuff right and and who may not have the resources um, or the capabilities to get what they need so we try to focus on uh, generosity and donating and um, such at this time of year and I hope I hope that we're leaving a legacy for kids that they're going to end up remembering that generosity is a big part of of the whole holiday spirit too. I I couldn't agree more. And I think that just as you mentioned earlier, going from um, not just Christmas but holding that thought, holding that idea, what can I give? What can I do for somebody? But still enjoying it yourself. But randomly, I want to ask you, um, after the crash, because I know you were discharged on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. how happy was that first Christmas for you? How happy was the first Christmas for me after sight loss while I was still going through uh, surgeries? I remember I couldn't eat. Um, I couldn't eat. Which is a Christmas, big deal for you. Which is, yeah, <laughs> I think it's just a big deal for everybody when you can't eat. It's true. Um, I, but I couldn't eat like anything. Everything that I had um, had to be liquefied, like truly liquid, not even, not even just pulverized through a food processor, but actually liquid. Um, and so it was a, it wasn't the happiest of Christmas. It was very, very different but there was so much family around. And I remember that family support, especially at that time of the year as I was reintegrating back into home life, um, that was the family is what I remember so much that year. And I'm just imagining that um, it wasn't the favorite Christmas other than knowing you had survived, mm -hmm. but it probably, there was a lot of grief and mixed feelings for all of your family, for Certainly. you and all your family. Certainly. It's like everybody's trying to have, um, you know, we're trying to have Christmas, but one of us is sitting there attached to a feeding tube with jaws wired shut and, uh, you know, covered in blankets and IV poles and things like that hanging around. Uh, it did, it had to be different for everyone. I hope that everybody in my family was grateful that I was still there and, and <laughs> I know they um, were. <laughs> still survived. But yeah, I mean, this that, that was a very different Christmas. Um, and Christmas isn't always 
happy for everybody, truthfully. We know that due to trauma, due to loss. Right. Loss. Um, what did people do that softened that for you? I know you mentioned family being there, but. It wasn't just family. It was all of my friends, too, being home from college um, over Christmas break and coming to visit me. That made things a lot uh, nicer. But again, I don't, I don't remember any of the gifts that I got that year, but I remember the people. And I remember the people filling up our house and changing some family traditions so that we could make it easier on me and my immediate family. Um, since I wasn't very mobile at that time, there's, there's just, it it still turned out to be a very special Christmas, although mixed with bittersweetness, right? I mean, how could it not be? be? And how could every year not be a little bittersweet because, uh, time passes, right? Things (laughs) change, traditions change, people come and go out of our lives. Um, every year is going to be a little bit different. And I think when we set our expectations too high that every year needs to be the same magical, perfectly joyful time, we're setting ourselves up for, for uh, setting ourselves up for failure and uh, disappointment because every year can't be the same. And I think right. whenever I've let go of that idea of every year needs to be perfect and joyful and magical, it simply can't be. It simply can't be, right? I've lived, right. this is my 48th Christmas, and not everyone can be the best every year. And that's I think- That's crazy, because I'm 24. That's right, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, that it's oh to remember it's okay to celebrate Christmas for wherever you are in life, whatever's going on, but you can still do things for people who it isn't their best Christmas and right. it could be a horrifically sad Christmas. The holidays could be really rough on. So what can you do to make it easier for them? Doesn't mean you don't have to give up your celebrations necessarily. No, at but all. your presence and presence doesn't necessarily mean tangibly sitting with another person, but it does mean reaching out via phone, reaching out via text, reaching, reaching out via Facebook or email or something like that. Um, to let somebody that you know who is struggling this year, just letting them know that you're there. Just letting them know that you're there. That's, that's the essence of what, what compassion is and generosity is here at, at the holiday time. And it is something we can all do. We can all pick up the phone for that person whose um, you know, spouse passed away or whatever it is. We can send a card. Uh, don't forget to do that. That is part of this generosity that can and should last all year long. Should, should because last all that year long. Is, that is really the spirit of Christmas. That may be a better word than magic. Mm. The spirit of Christmas is looking out and receiving gifts and saying thank you, by the way. Don't say, oh, you shouldn't have. Say, thank you, I love it. Uh, because then it makes that cycle of, you know, it brings just more joy when you get excited and are grateful. So great gratitude, generosity, um, those things go together. They do. We can do it at the holidays and we can do it all year long. Do it all year long. Doesn't have to be just at the holidays. Don't wait till January 1st to to start. Um, So that's, that's just a little bit of our Christmas spirit this year for you all, so. And our determination. 
going forward this year to keep that attitude of the spirit of Christmas 365 days a year or De four days a year, depending on, depending on if it's a leap year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody so much for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage and Conversations this, in Healthcare. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go That's ahead. So carry weird. on. This is our last um, episode, episode of for the, the year. year. So we will see you next year. We were going to have some changes to the podcast in 2024, Ooh. and those will be forthcoming, but we think that there are things that you're going to like. Uh, things that are going to give you more Marcus and Marveline, more inspirational stories with healthcare professionals and thought leaders. And we're just really looking forward to 2024 and what's coming next on the podcast. Because it will, it is our gift to you. And, you know, if you want to be reciprocal, subscribe, share. Yeah, subscribe, share. If you share. find something helpful and useful. And if you don't like it, just be quiet. <laughs> don't tell anybody yeah just just skip over it so all right anything else no i think i'm good but i, I love are. you and happy holidays happy holidays to you and happy holidays for whatever holiday you uh, celebrate this time of year. thank you all so much for being with us on this episode and we will see you next time on compassion and courage